Um, okay, uh, well, welcome to another episode of the Wildlands podcast. Um, we've got myself, Colin, again, and uh, Dan is here is here with us as well. Um, Sven still off doing his ultra training, FKTs, MIA. Who knows where where Sven is? Um, but we're really really pleased to have um, Daisy Holton online, um, or better known as is it Running Doc Daisy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I changed it recently. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, hello, Daisy. How, how, how you doing? Hey, uh, not bad. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, all good. All good. Finally got some peace and quiet in your house now. Yeah, just for now, but I doubt it'll last too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, th- thank you for coming on. Um, I mean, the one thing I was really looking forward to speaking to you about was your ultra training, because <laughs> how's have you done an ultra before? So um, last year I was um, 30 and um, for my 21st I decided that to celebrate it I would join a marathon because that was on my bucket list to do. So uh, turning 30 I figured I would try and run a 30 mile ultra race uh, like an entry one but um, with a company called Off the Tarmac and it was to go up and down the penny van. Oh yeah. Um, However because Covid struck um, the even though the lockdown was sort of lulled it then sort of came back into force towards the end of uh end of october so the race got cancelled but i'd uh, invested so much time and my family's time uh, into doing it that i am um, with the support of my friends and family i actually ended up doing it solo on my own um i did the six five mile laps um supported by a different friend or family member wow. on each lap uh, and ran it solo just to celebrate the fact that I, I, it was for my birthday so i yeah. still got to do it and it was it was really nice and uh, a friend of mine ran her first like postnatal half marathon because she enjoyed the laps so much and it was a really nice community experience to be honest oh brilliant so not an official one but i i have ran one if, it, if it's on Strava, it's official. So, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you know, um, personally, I just think as long as you've done the distance, it doesn't matter if it's like for, for the race, no. you've still done it, haven't you? Oh, no. And it was such a fantastic experience as well. It was uh, it was wonderful to see all the training pay off because an ultra might only be oh, 27 miles plus, but you put in hundreds of miles before you even get to the start line. So, it was yeah. fantastic to. Uh, to see it all pay off and to actually complete the distance yeah and just get a taste for doing more and more <laughs> oh yeah well uh, we'll come back to that in a second but where did your sort of running running journey start you know have you, have you at school were you a, you know runner into athletics or anything like that uh so i used to uh where i lived was in cheshire and uh, i joined um the harriers there and did athletics and cross country and then did a little bit with the cheshire running at secondary school and then I uh, was in the military, so fitness was a huge part of it, but uh, running especially always really appealed to me. As a kid, I used to watch my mum do like the Great North Run and just the that finish line is something else. It really is. And it, you always used to inspire me. Um, and then as uh, I got older, unfortunately, I got quite ill um, due to sort of stress and lifestyle and figured it's time to get back in touch with running. So uh, about four or five years ago I really sort of went back into it and, and kept at it just for the sake of keeping healthy and now it's just become more and more of a who I am which I, I really like. Brilliant 
Yeah, I mean, I can certainly, I've only been seriously running for just over a year. And yeah, I'm exactly the same as you. Like, I'm, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, it's something, I think it takes a special person to want to challenge yourself and get out there even in the snow or the rain. Yeah. And I don't know, especially living in Suffolk, the wind seems to be something else. I've never been to a county that has such strong wind, but there you go. So, so do you do you and Dan live near near each other then? Do you? Uh, yeah, because you're far. yeah, because I work in Bury, so it's literally just around the corner, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think there's much space between us. Maybe just a couple of military bases. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, because I think you've actually run a couple of times with Karen, haven't you? Yeah, with um, Karen. Yeah, she's yeah awesome, an awesome, awesome woman. Really, yeah, truly inspiring as well. Yeah, are you going to take up the barefoot running like she's started to, to do? Uh, I would happily give it a try with her. I wouldn't say no to anything until I've tried it, but um, I don't know. I really like trainers. Yeah. <laughs> I have a huge collection, so it'd be quite nice to keep wearing them. Yeah. But I've seen and read a lot about the barefoot running technique and thought, you know what, it's not a bad, like a bad science behind it, but... Know, maybe more for a beach than in and yeah, around. I think that's that's probably the only time I'll run it for now is on a, yeah. on a beach somewhere. Yeah, run, it, run into the bar to get another mojito or something, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. The beer, the beer yeah. run. <laughs> yeah. But no. Yeah, so obviously, you know, you, you mentioned you sort of started, started back running, you know, four years ago, was it, did you say? As, as an adult, yeah, but I did it as a teenager and then it took a, what I'm going to say is a planned break for children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, I mean, do your children, uh, how old are they, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, two, four and nine. Okay. So, I mean, do they ever join you on, well, maybe not the two-year-old, but... Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, my son will run or um, for quite some time now I've been pushing a double buggy and running and doing a lot of my training that way. Oh, uh, but now he can ride a bike a little yeah. bit quicker and a little bit further. So I now just push a single buggy. Um, but now my youngest uh, issue starting nursery. So slowly I've not run as much with my buggy, which felt really sad as the end of an era. Yeah. Um, I was chatting to Jess, who was the buggy runner's diary and one of uh, the Brooks runners. And we were saying, you know, it feels really sad not to be pushing a buggy, but also quite liberating to finally have that time back. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, but they love it. My son will run. Um, my daughter, she's uh, my eldest daughter. She loves doing a, a 1K loop. We've got like a trail just outside our house. She'll run it and try and time her, and she just she really does enjoy sports. So it's nice to see it rub off on them. Yeah, I know it's brilliant. My son, I mean, he, he'll be four next month, and only recently he was he started asking if he can come out for a, for a run. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? Just to know that you're just setting that example mm. and that they want to do it. The fact they're asking and you're not having to, you know, it prompts it is, is just a lovely response to showing them the way forward that it's not in front of a screen 24-7. Exactly. And I mean, before I started running, I before my son was born, I started like just working out with the aim of him seeing me do it. You know, I want yeah. him thinking that's the normal, what do you do? And um, yeah, it's really taken to it so sometimes you know he comes into the garage when I train in there or even though I was going to the park and just have a mess about races you know it's yeah. such a 
that's just nice to lead by example isn't it and keeps you healthy so yeah it really is and i have two girls and, and one boy but the the girls and the product of social media which isn't something i grew up with and not many of us obviously have concerns me i want them to see a healthy lifestyle and not just necessarily a picture of someone who's skinny and promoting this diet mm. or this fad i want I want my girls and boys, but especially my girls, because I know that social pressure's there to see the exercise and cake and coffee and cocktails and having just a good, good time is all fine, but you just have to have a little bit of each. Yeah, no, 100% agree with you with that. And yeah, I mean, yeah, thank God I didn't grow up with social media because, you know, I wouldn't want to, I don't envy kids now to no. grow up with it it's easy to stop your parents now like oh we'll just get the photo albums out like absolutely not you can put those away whereas with our kids i'm like oh look at this yeah that's it <laughs> that's it but yeah to be fair i think instagram's quite good at, at that sort of shielding you from from stuff because obviously you choose who you who you follow don't you so i think so yeah and the um, running community on instagram is something else it's um the most supportive place I've, I've ever seen on social media. I've never seen anyone trolling or pulling anyone down, even the bad runs, the small runs, the slow runs, the fastest runs. Everyone's just really, really a community. And especially like uh, the Wild Runner Strava group is always full of great little insights and topics. It's, it's lovely to see how everyone comes together through sports. Mm on that platform, which isn't necessarily something you'd have associated with at the start of Instagram. <laughs> no, and, you know, I mean, I think just this weekend demonstrated, how, how, you know, not just wild runners, but just social media in general, you know, how like a group of people can just get together with less than a week's notice and, you know, cover the distance of Land's End's John O'Groats, you know, which was brilliant. Everyone was having a good time supporting each other, you know, and the effort people put in was absolutely incredible you know was it 18 miles did you yeah i found a, a new trail route so i thought i'd try it oh just yeah <laughs> just just a little 18 mile recce going yeah. on that was it it was there i'd only got lost once which is quite good for me <laughs> even though i'd plotted it on strava uh, i'd borrowed a map off my very good friend uh, and had gone through the route with my husband the night before i still got lost it was one track i don't know how i sort of managed to dive off it or um Unfortunately, the um, Euston estate, um, which is sort of between here and Thetford, um, are quite protective over their public footpaths and there's not that many signposts. Okay. <laughs> so do you plot your own route? Do you OS maps that you use quite a lot? To... Um, so I use uh, OS maps and um, just general knowledge. I'm awful for seeing a public footpath driving to it and then just going to see how far it goes and where yeah, it yeah. goes to really lucky to have um, a nature reserve about 10 minutes drive down the road called uh, Nettershaw Heath which is the start of the Pedders Way um, it's the end of the Angles Way it's got quite a few um, uh, established uh, like pilgrim routes that are now footpaths which are quite they're all linear routes which is a bit of an issue when you're on your own but so what you do out, you have to then do back to the car. So you can't mm. get too keen on the way out. Uh, but I'm really lucky. I love being on the trails, but unfortunately I don't get to them as much as I'd like to. I, I know that feeling. Uh, the reason I was asking about the OS maps is because the the app for your phone um, is really good. And so if you've 
sort of bought the map for your area gives you a digital download and then you it can pinpoint like where you are actually on the map so you can kind of like figure out where uh, you are this is another example of my techno technophobes <laughs> and uh, had no idea the the map i used uh, over the weekend was a, a loan from a, a very good friend yeah so uh but i'm going to steal it she she'd had a custom one done which displayed all the footpaths in and around where we live nice. so uh yeah she's a very good runner so i was like i'll steal that for a minute please yeah that's it <laughs> photocopies <laughs> yeah it's a little bit but no i'll probably just customize my own one from os which seems quite good mm. yeah they do loads of cool stuff on os now yeah. all of ours are of the late district unfortunately which isn't great when you live in suffolk <laughs> i know I've, I've got i've got all lake district peak district but very few for my for my local area um, no. So I'm sitting with you. If I go on the trails, I even know them more. It's like right, I'm exploring today. Yeah, I just, it's just uh, you have that beacon thing now, don't you, on Strava? So if I get lost, I just sort of send my husband a beacon, like, "Can you come <laughs> pick me up? <laughs> I'm 20 miles in, and I don't know where I am." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is is ultra running where you, you think you're going to sort of sort of stay now? Is that you think you found your passion with that? I yeah, I think so. Um, it's something that. I really, really enjoy. I'm, I've never been the fastest, but I've always been the one that's been out on the track to the last minute or, um, or just the person who does an extra five minutes. And I've always mm. felt like the endurance to running more than the speed is where my passion for it lies. So I, I really enjoy ultra running. I like the challenges, the different style of events you can have from mountains to if open fields, South Downs Way, any any footpath has now become an ultra running trail, really, and it's fantastic. And I love how inclusive it is to to everyone. Almost, it's it's brilliant. Um, having said that, I uh, I have got a place this year in the Great North Run, which is one of the events my mum used to do that really inspired me. Yeah. I've balloted for years for that, so it'll be a very slow half marathon because it's in between a couple of my ultras that. I got postponed last year due to COVID, so yeah. it's going to be more of a Great North Run training run. Yeah, <laughs> Shakeout run. That's, that's yeah, but it's um, it, the ultra running distance is, is brilliant. So far, I've only done the 30 miler or 50k, um, but the races I've got this year go beyond that. So it'll be nice to try and establish a distance that will work for me. Yeah. Which, um, which races have you got booked in? So I've got, um, uh, I'm going to get the name of the company wrong. So it's a UK Ultras and that's a 100k race. So it's 62 miles along the South Downs Way. Um, there's one local to here along the Norfolk coast, which is called the Sundown Festival. Um, so you run dawn till dusk and that's like a 80 mile run. But it is a fortnight after my 100k race. So it took the half sundown. So I only do half the day, which yeah. is 38 miles. Um, I've got a funner one, which is a 24 hour trail relay, uh, which is local to us in Thetford Forest. And um, I've got a little team, myself and two friends that are crazy enough to want to run for 24 hours with yeah. me. Um, and then just some events towards the end of the year. It's really difficult, I think, with the COVID rejigging of events that were postponed from last year I now seem to have big blocks in the calendar where it's sort of like eight weeks three races mm. not too bad if it's only a half marathon but I've got three ultras in six weeks I think it is so 
Blimey. Yeah, it's good though. I only have to do one round of training. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is true. That is true. I, I like how you put a positive spin on that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it takes a lot of dedication to, to do it all with families. There's so many people I see that you know, are just as crazy as me. I mean, I, I don't mind running at night. I'm quite lucky that I have some really safe routes for, for women to run around around here. It doesn't matter if I leave at nine o'clock at night. It's still relatively safe. Mm. Um, but equally, I find myself getting up at like half five on a Sunday, Saturday morning, just to fit the miles in. Yeah. And then still having to do some sort of like park event with my children. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh it does take its toll but it is so much fun what go on, Sorry, no go on Dan. I was say what um when it comes into like into your training for your ultras and that do you plan your own training or do you do you like get a coach or, or how do you go about it so the the first one i did which i ended up doing solo i researched uh online and wrote out a training plan that was what I felt would be good for me. Um, so instead of it being miles and uh, sort of pace based, it was more of a time on feet plan. Okay. So you'd have a three hour run instead of say maybe an 18 mile run, it would say three hours. Mm. Um, but more recently, I've been very fortunate that I have um, a very good friend um, who is quite happy to look over my self-made plans, who is a qualified running coach and she is fantastic and she'll happily look at it and say, mm, not too sure about that one, but maybe that's the way forward. So I have an unofficial coach is the best way to put it. Just a very yeah. good friend who is a running coach. <laughs> Do you prefer having someone plan it for you? Uh, for me personally, I, I, I like being able to plan it. Um, I have a lot of, uh, lot of family commitments and yeah. it's nice to know what's on what's on the agenda so that it doesn't impact our family life too much it was sort of a deal I made to strike a balance so it's nice that I don't I, I can see what's coming we can plan our weekends around it we're quite an outdoorsy family so nine times out of ten I finish a run get changed and then back outside on a bike ride or something yeah, so, so it's nice to to have it I mean I, I would love to have a running coach and things but I'm not sure for me, whether I could hand over that much control over my training. The feedback, I think, is 10 to none, though. If you can have someone give you the feedback, then it's it's worth every penny. And it's something I have thought about, but I just haven't been able to sort of commit to. Yeah, because I know, Colin, you just used the Garmin one, didn't you, for your half marathon? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I only did that, really, because I'd sort of, I don't know, hit a bit of a wall with my training uh, back in the last year, just... Got fed up with races being cancelled you know i felt like i put in a year's worth of effort to try and get ready for like it was a spartan beast so because i really wanted to do the spartan trifecta so i put in so much effort it got cancelled and yeah i was just like is there really any point i was just doing like 5k loops just just because and then just playing about so this garmin coach and i was like actually i've got at the time i had the fan dance uh, booked in for january and obviously that's half marathon says so like, i know i'll do a half marathon plan see if i can get quicker just as something to do and yeah i loved it um i actually quite liked having a structure to you know rather than just going out and, and running a 10k loop like going out and like today you're doing a tempo run today you're doing intervals and i've definitely seen the, the benefit of it 
but now that it's done, I'm looking forward to a couple of weeks of just <laughs> messing about, like yeah. literally, you know, going up some segments, like, and but then I've I've learned how to. It's such a, I'm such a technophobe. I've learned how to program my own like workouts in, into Garmin, so I'm sort of going to spend this week just programming loads of different workouts in, so that I can be like, right, Monday I'm going to do this. You know, Tuesday I'll do hill repeats. Just keep up that sort of training because I've definitely definitely seen an improvement. Yeah, I think I end up writing like uh, twelve week blocks mm. on, on a table. I have such a satisfaction for being old school and putting a tick or a cross in the yeah. box. Like Monday, like for example, today was like sixty minutes easy. So it's like once it's done, it's a big cross out, and I feel like I'm I'm happy I've done it. So I definitely like having the the set plan. But there's also times where I just want to go out and run three miles as fast as I can just for the hell of it. So yeah. it's quite, it's, it's what running's about sometimes. Yeah. You want to do it because you love doing it, not because you're being told to run up and down a hill for 10 minutes. So yeah, it's yeah. a balance. Yeah, and the thing is, though, I think I was talking to um, Antoinette a little while ago just about sort of like racing other people when, you, when you're running. And I do that all the time. But I'll like race a dog walker ahead of me. Like I'm like, <laughs> right, I'm gonna to get to that lamppost before you do. Or when I do hill repeats, a lot of the time there's um they're doing the bins on that hill on that day. <laughs> so I will try and do like four hill repeats before they get to the top of the hill. Oh, I like so it's literally make up little games like that with myself just to if it's something boring like hill repeats, because they do, they are boring, they're not fun. Yeah. It's just, it's something to do. No, it's uh, I, I like it. I like the the Strava challenge. What this is segment, the Strava segment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's because where we where we live, you either have to run, you have to run up a hill basically, either at the start or the end to finish. And I always choose the end because the start just feels like so much of a hurdle. But um, so I now know this sort of 0.8 of a mile stretch that is a, a Strava segment and I, I cannot beat my time that I set like a year ago and it's it's the one thing that I think oh no matter how slow I should be taking it as soon as I know I'm in that segment I'm like I've got to pick up the pace yeah and it's silly how competitive you get with yourself over something so so minor it's just it's the Strava segment <laughs> You know, you, you're talking to two people who were joking about driving to where they live to try and steal the other ones that like start driver crowns. So. I see no issue with that. To be honest, healthy. Com <laughs> <laughs> you need a challenge. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So when when I'm allowed to travel down, I'm sure I'll find an excuse to go over to to your neck of the woods and start doing some sprints. <laughs> yeah, we can do that, and then we can find where Daisy's little stretches, and we can we can find his hills. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my only hill. <laughs> There's not I many hills in Suffolk, so that. I must no. be able to find it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably the only one within like a three mile radius of where I live, so it's not too bad. But no, it's um, yeah, it's it's lacking hills and stuff. It could be anything that I I do miss, but that's about it. There's lots of fantastic trails though. So and uh, Thetford Forest is just a really fun place to go and explore, whether you've got kids with you or not if you're just running around cycling and playing on the uh the big slide that they've got like mm -hmm. the big pyramid slide that you have to sort of climb up not yeah. that i would ever go down the slide without my children <laughs> when they get a little bit older you've got the go ape as well 
Oh, I did the junior one with my eldest, but I yeah. am petrified of heights. <laughs> so that was tall enough for me. But, I mean, she she flew around it and I had to be the adult supervision, but I was about six obstacles back. <laughs> so I wasn't happy at all. <laughs> she thought it was hilarious and uh, I mm. felt like I'd uh, taken away the shine of Go Ape by sort of crying on the junior section. <laughs> Or to get to the end and be told to jump off because it's a zip line. So, but I've spent an hour now trying not to fall off. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah not very good with heights. No. Um, going back to your, when you're doing like your ultra training, what do you use for like your hydration? Do you have a hydration pack and gels? Um, so I have um, the Hoka running backpack which is really, really good. Um, in that I've got like a one and a half litre bladder that I just put water in. Um, I then have a soft flask, which has um, an SIS caffeine tablet in, like the Coca-Cola flavoured yeah. ones, or just cola, I suppose. Uh, and then I use <laughs> a mixture of random things. So I have uh, the High Five Berry Gels, uh, a, a few Voom bars, the nutrition uh, and then I have some scotch pancakes <laughs> with salt and syrup um, and some salted hula hoops just because uh, after a while I think with anyone who does distances the gels become quite sickly yeah. the sugar becomes quite sickly and you just want salt lots and lots of salt and, and just normal food but equally I've done some runs where I just physically can't eat which is where the gels are just into their own I mean you, you can't go six hours just on gels I don't think yeah. personally um but it is something that I definitely struggled with start of the ultra running is getting that nutrition and getting it to stay down uh on the go which I think most people I've spoken to have the boom ones were really good because they were like the texture of a Kendall mint cake mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's something to actually chew as opposed to the gels. Mm. But I found nothing beats just normal food. Just find something that works. I've taken like yeah. um, chicken wraps out before with hummus on and spinach. <laughs> and it looks like I'm having some sort of like jogging picnic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> producing like a sandwich out of my uh, hydration pack and all sorts of random just sweet treats. I've, Percy pigs are another great, great sweet to have. But again, after a while, your body just does not want any more sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's something, that's something I'm trying to teach myself how to um, run and eat some of the races I've got this year. I'm, I'm going to need to. Normally, normally, I can't even eat an hour before I run. Yeah. I just feel sick. So I was trying Ella's kitchen, so like the little baby <laughs> squeezy yeah. things a little while ago. Because <laughs> um, gels don't agree with me at all when I've had no. them. So I've bought like... Um, uh, some pouches that you can put your own stuff in. So I'm yeah. going to start like sort of doing sweet potatoes and like, just basically make my own baby food. Like, yeah. See how that goes. So a lot of the times the advice I was given um, from numerous people was just find something that you want to eat and then um, start off small. So just have a little bit of something and then instead of an hour, 45 minutes and then go for a run and build it up. But equally, every long run I do, I nutrition plan it so that that is now part of my training and is just as important as the runs because there'll be no point 
getting to race day and not have rehearsed the nutrition because there's so much that can go wrong with it and so much depends on it um so that's just how I tackle it I, I did some research where I sort of ran my ultra pace desired pace I should say for an hour to work out how many calories I would burn per hour and then to work out how many calories your body would absorb without it being too detrimental too much on you your system is roughly between two to three hundred depending on the person you are in your metabolism uh, a gel normally has about 200 calories so on top of that then you just need to have something solid so I find myself um literally eating every half an hour uh just because I would prefer to do maybe 70 calories and 70 calories and just keep topping up small which I found works better for for me personally and my my stomach um because if you throw it all up it's wasted so it's not it's not going to help you and it's going to dehydrate you so anyone who does that that sort of racing and worries for nutrition it's definitely something that should be in your training plan just as much as the runs and the strength work and any of anything else because you've got to really train your stomach to to get used to it and it's not a natural thing when you run your body shuts down your digestive system because it's not used but the longer you run the more you're going to need to take it on so it's a real like double-edged sword but definitely I started out with a piece of like toast and then slowly cut down that time till I would start my run mm-hmm. um and then now it's it's okay I'm not saying that I can have a roast dinner and then go smash out like a, a marathon <laughs> which I know a, a particular someone can and I'm very jealous of her um but I, I still I, I can I've got a lot better by taking the time to actually sit down and just do a little bit not a lot but half an hour's worth of science behind it and going actually what do I need the gym I don't think I've ever looked at how many carbs were in a scotch pancake before I started ultra running and things like that it's 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 a bit crazy but now that I've done the research and found a few things that do work for me I'm a lot more comfortable in what I'm doing yeah it it sounds it definitely sounds like you've done a lot of research into it I like how you've like that is part of your training as well I think that's a really probably something I'm going to take away from this start thinking of it you know in, in that fashion yeah it's um it, it was difficult to try and get your head around there because you think oh long run the gels will work and it, it eventually for me personally and it sounds like for yourself they just weren't working out at all it's mm. some so it was really hit and miss some runs that I could keep the gels down and other runs I'd have the gel and then about 10 minutes later my, I would just have to be sick and then the whole run sort of lost them for me I've I've started to feel a bit dizzy and things. So I had to really sit down and go, right, well, we're going to have to sit and think how this is going to work. If this is the distance I want to do, I need to put a little bit of uh, thought behind it and not necessarily just rely on my legs to go. Yeah. And the good thing I've heard about ultras, I mean, I've never done one. Um, <laughs> but it, I, I would, it is definitely something I can see myself doing because I'm fascinated by them. But um, I've heard that the, the aid stations can be like just a walking buffet. Yeah. I mean, that's probably my my main my main draw, to be honest. Anything where I can just eat and run. Yeah. Uh, you ask anyone who's uh, ever ran with a buggy. I mean, 
especially with a toddler it is that's like a rolling buffet I mean literally a rolling buffet for the kid just so you can get some miles in yeah and um, I started to think oh so I'm quite jealous actually I could sit and have a Jaffa cakes so but no the the editions are great but again um a big thing that I've, I've learned is that you can't just rely on them you have to plan your nutrition because they might not have what you've planned for um, I'm really lucky that the 100k race I'm going to do is actually in partnership with High Five, which are the gels that I can and do agree with me. So I've got some support there, but in other ones that they're not the the brand that's associated with the race. So I have to be pretty much self-efficient because I'm not going to try something new on race day. Mm. I swear that's like the golden rule. And also, I suppose you've got to, when you're running that sort of distance, you've got to think about the weight of it for everything as well, haven't you? Because you're carrying it. Yeah. So the the weight, I mean, it does encourage you to drink. Like, the more you drink, the yeah. less weight you're carrying. Um, but it's um, it's definitely something that I've looked into. So, uh, like, with the 100K race, the organisers are great. They've laid out um, how many K into the race each aid point is so you can structure your your plan around it um but yeah you, you really do have to keep an eye on everything check you're making just all the right liquids and things i mean i find myself looking at the watch a lot not for pace but more like right 15 minutes in i need a drink i need a pancake and then 15 minutes time i need a drink and i need a gel and eventually i'm hoping that'll become a bit more uh, second nature to be more in tune with what i need but for now it's going to have to be that sort of rhythmic structure just to make sure that my stomach and everything else is ready and it'll be it'll be a good test but the aid stations i mean they're certainly going to be something that i look at and go oh that looks amazing and uh, and i probably have some sort of like buffet fest on that so <laughs> it'd be nice a lot of people drink like cola like full fat coke for the sugars and oh, I can't I can't really imagine it but then again I suppose when you're like 40 miles in and you see a really cold glass of coke I'm like, oh, mm. actually I can see the appeal <laughs> so wait and see what sort of um stuff to do for your recovery um do you do like much stretching? Because um, that's the one thing I'm really bad at. I neglect stretching big time. Um, and I literally just rely on a, on a muscle gun. Yeah, so um, I tend to, I have like a, there's a 10 minute yoga program that I found on YouTube, which is just enough to hold my concentration, which seems to stretch all the right, the right muscles for me. Um, it doesn't mean by any means that that's enough for the amount of mileage I'm doing. Um, but my recovery is probably very, very poor compared to most people. But I have to fit it in around my family. So a lot of the time I, I will finish, um, like on Saturday, finish the 18-mile run, got in, got showered, got changed, and then the kids wanted to go out on a bike ride. So the bike ride was my recovery, which yeah. sounds nice enough, but I get to pull the trailer with both babies in. So it's not really much of an active recovery. But I do, I do find... If as long as I stay on my feet and just keep mooching and walking yeah, around, moving around, it tends to just be enough. I've made some huge like recovery mistakes, but I learned from them. Just not stretching at all and just sitting down straight after yeah. running is is the worst. Especially if like the telly remote's nearby and you're deep into a Netflix sort of <laughs> series, 
um, time passes and before you know it you can't move or you're walking around like the tin man yeah. <laughs> and stairs are not your friends <laughs> yeah. yeah no I mean I was going to say I think from what you said sort of like going on bike rides with the kids or just taking them to the park or the woods you, you just move them around I think that's the I mean I, I, I don't do any stretching at all um, I've got a massage thing but I very rarely use it um, I'm, I'm probably worse than, than you are, Dan, yeah. in terms of doing it. But I've got a seem to be four year old, so as soon as I'm in, I'm running around, you know, playing with him. So I'm just moving. Moving, I think, is the key thing. Don't let, don't let his habit stiffen up. Yeah. yeah you need to sure. make your dustbin and fill it with water and jump in nice cold water when you. I have no idea how you do that. So many people I just see doing their, their ice bath or yeah. just a cold, cold shower and literally I'm shivering looking at it. I'm like, oh God, no, yeah. not for me. I'm with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll save my cold water for the, the swims at races. I'm not, I'm not doing that, that for fun. Like, no way. I think the only time I've ever done it is uh, during like heat waves where I've still been out running and just sort of come back and the like the paddling pool still up so I've just gone and sat in it to cool down yeah but that's as close as I've got <laughs> but even that's not really nowhere near on par with what what you see people do it's it's yeah. really crazy you could always <laughs> do a future challenge Colin everyone has to do a nice bath well, yeah, I, do, I always have to talk you out of things with challenges like you know like, <laughs> you know like the, the 300 kilometers however 30 burpees a day you know I'm gonna have this you can't do an ice bath challenge it's yeah. <laughs> we'll get sued somewhere do you know what I mean so will happen and then I don't yeah. think you can advise people to get in their wheelie bins either <laughs> yeah yeah I put a disclaimer on that in case it tips over and they fall out I'm thinking more the germs or something, mate. I ain't, I ain't going in my wing bin, no way. It's minging. Absolutely not. I don't think the council will give me a nice clean one just uh, doing a nice bath. <laughs> but no, I do. Uh, no, sorry, carry on, David. Uh, I was just going to say, I do see the benefits to it. It's just I, I physically cannot bring myself to get in one. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. Any cold water, I'll save it for race day and just deal, just deal with it then. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever had any injuries or anything through through your ultra running? Um, I suffered last year. Um, I have a really old injury from playing rugby. Um, I did a lot of ligament damage to one of my ankles where the ligament was torn. Well, it was really torn off for quite some time, actually. Um, and I managed to roll the ankle. or I did something on one of my runs. I may have been quite if I'm completely honest I think I probably had overtrained and up my mileage too fast too soon and my ankle was just absolutely out on what well, was my right ankle was out for a good six or eight weeks which I know in running terms is, is a fairly quick recovery for any sort of ligament or muscle damage but when you're seeing everyone else running it feels like a lifetime um but otherwise, I'm really fortunate not to have had touch wood any serious injuries or falls or trips where I've had to really step back from running. I'm, I am a bit more um, aware of the necessity of a warm up, even for a long run. So I tend to take that first mile easy, stop and stretch, pause the watch if I need to. I'm not as, um, as the best word is like not as uptight with myself to make sure like if it's 18 miles it's 18 miles 
or it's 20 miles or it's 10 miles it's oh if it's um, three miles in and my calves are tight I'm gonna pause and just take five minutes to stretch them out and regroup and I think it was a steep learning curve to not want to get injured again mm-hmm. um especially during like the past 12 months with COVID I found the running and the the release from sort of home and and the children and my husband and things it's it's nice just to have a little bit of me time and there's absolutely no disrespect to them it's just sometimes with the homeschooling and everything else that loads of people faced as challenges last year going out for a nice hour on your own really meant the world to me and it made me and a lot of other people I'm sure realize how much running was such a big part of my mental health and of who I was so I, I try my best not to get injured <laughs> Yeah. I mean, how, how did you cope with the whole, you know, the lockdowns that we've had and, and having the kids at home? How, how, did, you, how did you find it? Um, it? I started off as like Mary Poppins and slowly sort of edged towards someone like the, um, Maleficent, where I sort of ended up. <laughs> uh, I don't think I could look at any more fractions ever again. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a challenge. It was, it was a, a lovely, lovely time to have. 12 months with what my children and being at home and uh, not many parents have that privilege to have that, that much time and no real schedule really but equally I, I love a good bit of structure in my day in that school run I've realised really kept us quite grounded to um, not sleeping until nine o'clock on a Wednesday morning so it's uh, it, yeah it was it was nice but enough was enough yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure most parents of any school age will tell you I mean especially if you have children of multiple ages because my eldest learning was online and my husband was still going into work it meant myself and the two younger children had to be at home because we couldn't just leave her to get on with school and go out and do what we wanted to do so it made us all sort of housebound until she like until she had finished her school work and eventually you just start to go a bit sort of, you see, you have, I think it's fair to say less patience when it's like, well, you know, you said you, you only have two questions and it's been an hour and we're ready to go to the park and you're telling me you haven't done any questions. I mean, we did, we have spent two and a half hours, I think on one fraction problem before, just because she didn't want to do it. And I, I'm not a teacher. I, I'm, I'm pretty okay at maths, but. I can't remember how I was taught. I think it was a real struggle for some for myself and maybe other parents just to find that balance. And then remember thinking, you know, she don't want to do a schoolwork. We're not doing it today because I don't want it to affect my bond with my daughter. I'm not going to force her to do something she doesn't want to do. I don't know how to teach her. And those sort of days we sort of packed up and cycled, had a picnic and just yeah. did whatever, just got out of the house. But I think it was a real learning curve. I'm quite excited that I've got children that will probably study it in about 10 years time. Mm. Um, so it'll be nice to know what we did wrong as a country. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a list, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. just in regards to COVID, I think it's been a real fascinating time to be alive and, and to, to live through. But I'm all vaccinated now, so I'm oh, quite smug. You- <laughs> you had both both doses um i had my first dose a couple of weeks ago so yeah. of the astrazeneca vaccine um 
and then I've got another one when they ring for the next mm. wave, as it were. But there was no side effects to it or anything like that. It was it was a really well done by my doctor's surgery of the sort of you got on a very British queue, got a raffle ticket. When your number came up, you went and got a job and that was it. So I just, uh, it's, a, it's nice to know that it's um, that it's coming to an end. I think a lot of people now need this to be over and... But I also feel like with the COVID thing, there's been a lot of positives. It's really highlighted the need to focus more on the, the country's mental health. It's given me a whole new respect for teachers, quite frankly. Um, and it's really shown to me how, how much I, I do kind of miss having other people in my life, just meeting a friend for a coffee or a walk or going to like an English heritage site or just having a little trip to the coast. It's made me really look forward to these events now and um, I'll be happy to just move on with it all. And I think I'll, I'll stop taking things maybe so much for granted because it's been 12 months where we couldn't do any of that. And I think it's quite nice to, to know that it's coming back and it's gonna stay hopefully. Yeah, so it's kind of one of those things you think if someone would have said to you, you won't be able to go to your coast or you won't be able to go see your parents, stuff like that, you'd think, yeah, okay. You know, it's just, it's like you said, it it's, looks like we're coming towards the end of it. And I mean, you keep seeing these races coming on now. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah, um, I think so. I just hope a lot of these companies survive. It's the only thing because it's, it's been hard for them. Yeah, I think it's, one of my um, friends was saying it's been really interesting, actually, just on a company and business point of view to see what companies value staff over profit and oh, yeah. profit over staff. I think that's really coming to the forefront. Um, the ultra I signed up to last year for my birthday was only a small company called Off the Tarmac. Uh, they had to postpone all their races because they're a Welsh company and Wales were a lot stricter with their lockdown rules, I believe. So... I'm hoping that they'll have survived this because it's a lovely little company that run really well organized events by all their reviews and the praise they've had so it would just be nice but also it'd be nice to know that your local pub survived as well because uh, it's just one of those things <laughs> you just want everything to return to normal but if if some businesses haven't survived then it's a real lesson in maybe they needed more help but so difficult I mean how do you navigate through something that you've never been through yes I mean I like either way the country was never going to win was it no I mean no matter what they decided to do lockdowns and stuff you know like I said we've never been here before and I think because it's affected the whole world and not just us as well yeah I love it be nice it'd be nice to see everything returning and the fact that races are now being um brought forward again and like 2021 entrants are opening you sort of feel really really happy that things there's a light at the end of the tunnel the only thing that i feel that maybe as a personal opinion is that a lot of races last year were postponed uh, major events like london and things i don't feel personally there's been a lot of thought into what event should run at what weekend because I know a lot of people now are, are really booked up or yeah. have lots of events which should have been spaced out over a year now in the space of eight weeks and you uh, as someone who who loves 
uh, I just love the day, like a race day, the, the feeling, the camaraderie and everything else that goes with it. To defer a race again the next year and wait two years, I just feel really bittersweet. So, so some of the, I know a lot of people calendars, calendars are very much like hopping to and from races. But then I suppose it's just another hurdle in the, like, the COVID challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I, isn't I, one for you guys you don't need a COVID challenge <laughs> that's not going to happen no, that was trying to get hold of like toilet rolls a year ago that, that was the challenge I wonder if those people still have it <laughs> I'd have thought so <laughs> I wonder if they gave it away as Christmas presents you know just in case <laughs> yeah, it was great yeah. I think it was like a, it was a year ago this week wasn't it our first lockdown I think it was so the school shut a year ago, Friday just gone, but the date would have matched Saturday, but that was the last day they were in schools and then they didn't go back till September. Yeah. So yeah, so much, you think it's only 12 months ago, it was crazy. And for the yeah. past, first three months of this year, like Instagram's just been teasing me with, here's what you did a year ago. It's like, oh, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's always a challenge. I mean, moving back to your ultra races, is there like a particular race that is on like top of your bucket list of ultras that you'd like to do? So, yeah, so the two races that I've um, really focused on this year with the 100k and the Sunset Festival um, have what's called UTMB points for the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc, mm -hmm. uh, which is a really unique race. Um, you have to earn points to enter and then you enter that doesn't guarantee you entry you have to ballot um uh, i don't want to do the full thing because i don't think i'm there yet for a 100 mile race it's probably a bit too much for me so the ccc is a another 100k sort of like the sister race to the uh, main event of utmb so um that is my my goal um these two races will give me enough points for that this year which means I can start balloting next year and hopefully get it get it in the bag. It would be great to do. I've toyed with other ones like uh, Marathon de Sabla, but um, anyone who knows me will tell you I have a huge hatred of sand. So it's <laughs> not, not really going to be for me. Um, there are loads of other uh, things I would love to do. Um, I got a road bike last year, my first ever road bike, and um, I've been loving going on swift during the winter and i loved getting out last summer so um i'd like to try and work on my swimming and maybe enter sort of like a a novice triathlete triathlon and it just sort of keep going through all the endurance disciplines that, that i can manage um yeah but the utmb is a huge one for me it was it's one that's really sparked all this ultra running off to be honest i got um, given a book called Rise of the Ultra Runner and it just absolutely sparked it off. <laughs> I couldn't stop. So uh, that's, I made a plan to find the points for the, the race and that will be that challenge and then maybe get the points and come back and do the full thing once I've done the uh, CCC. Brilliant. Yeah, it's good, good to have goals like that. Have you ever looked at the, like the Lakeland 50 or 100? Yeah, um, I looked at uh, the the uh, Man versus Lakes. I believe is one. Yeah, I'm I'm doing that this year. Yeah, um, 
I, I can't have anything that involves self-nabbing, as we've okay. explained. Yeah. I, I get lost very easily. Um, however, I probably just need to work on it. Uh, I would love to to do something in around the Lake District. Um, it's just uh, balance. I have to plan these events and balance them around my my husband's career because he's in the military, um, oh, and so he goes away a lot and juggling the children and childcare. So I try and restrict going too far afield um, mm. to only a couple of events where we sort of turn them into like mini family breaks. Yeah. So. The kids get quite excited now when I say event at a big race because they know it's like a, a little holiday. It's like, oh, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, the Lake District ones look fantastic. There was um, one that was quite local to my parents near Bakewell, which looked really fun. But it's getting the elevation training living in Suffolk. I know there are hills, it's just there's no mountains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is hard. I mean, there's not massive, I mean, there are hills, so right near me but I'm just like right so I'm running up and down them for, for an hour yeah I think there's um there's a big uh I mean the Dragonback race is another one that I think would be really cool to do but I'm not sure I've got the uh I don't think I've got the balls to do it at all it looks so uh emotionally taxing as well as physically um I, I love watching it though there's mm. there's some ultra events that I would love to do and there's some that I would just I'd love to just go follow it around and and cheer people on and just be a happy spectator and uh and things like that but no to go back to your question the UTMB is probably my next big goal mm. and then I'll go on from there yeah fancy doing the Pennine way see if you could run that uh Yes, and, and no, it's, so my parents live in uh, Cheshire, and my husband's parents live in Bolton, and it's just too close to home. Okay. I'd, I'd feel like I'd just want to go home and have a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, as a family, we have ambitions to complete all 214 Wainwrights together. Um, oh, yeah. We're six down, so we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm, tr <laughs> I'm trying to do them myself. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think I'm at 100 and nine i think well, we have to and, keep popping back <laughs> yeah my my sort of unofficial aim is i want my last one to be my son's first oh that's kind of like bit what i like like to do and i know which one i'm gonna i'm, I'm saving one uh one spell at ambleside okay basically you can walk down you're at a pub straight away so yeah, you can do that at Coniston as well. Is it the Sunrise Inn or Sunset Inn? Yeah, I've, I've done pretty much all, all the ones around Coniston. So, but yeah, I was like, I like Ample Sides. So I'm like, right, I'm, I'll save that one. It's kind of by itself because I quite like doing big loops and linking a load of them together. Uh, uh, Saddlebacking, is that the term? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, not great. I'd, I'd happily finish at Ample Side just to go get some gingerbread. That's absolute life yeah. <laughs> I love it that anyone who in my family will tell you it's it's a absolutely disgusting how quick I can eat all that gingerbread it's horrific. that is the best gingerbread around they're not lying they really aren't it is the best in the world um I think our favorite was a uh, Winrig that was my first one and I really enjoyed Winrig which is Wadsdale so I don't think I've done that one yet 
I've done you Barrow and Scarf Alpine. Oh, we did you Barrow last year, not last year, the year before. Sorry, you Barrow was good fun. Which way did you go up and, and down it? Uh, through the gate, Great Gate. So we we rock climbed with three children just because yeah. health and safety. Yeah, yeah we, we were pretty okay with it. I want to do the gable. The gable was a big one for me to try and get yeah. get get done. I've just not had a chance to fit it in yet at all. I just love how it's the the Lake District Mountain. It's it's uh, it's the first one, so it'd be nice to to get to get that one done. And then I did have big ambitions to do Scarfell last year for my birthday, but um, alas, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to keep that one just for now and see when we can fit it in. If you if you go up there, a nice sort of route to do is the Fairfield Horseshoe. And so you can you can literally walk from Ambleside to the start of it, and it takes in I think just basically a big sort of U around you, you following all these just ridges around around this valley um when i say ridges i don't mean like sharp edges <laughs> or anything like that it's, it's easy you know it's all well pathed and everything but you can tick off like i think it's eight or nine wainwrights just on that one route and then you end oh, up straight wow. back in Ambleside, and you walk down the road and you buy a pub so that's a really yeah. good good route to to do oh, it's, it's, it's 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 a really magical place the lake district mm. it's it's proper where i feel at home to be honest and yeah I have that's, no idea why. I've noticed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um I like the idea of being cut off. There's probably next to no phone signal. So as a family, you really have to just engage. And we're really quite outdoorsy. So the children have all done uh, my youngest who's two, she's done at least she's done two two Wainwrights, but she's not she she was on my back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying at the age of three a month she yeah, she rocketed it up um Helm Craig or the Lion and the Lamb, whichever one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helm Craig. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh, her first. That's a really cool one to do as well because that's oh, it was so, nice. so, so iconic. Those rocks at the top, aren't they? The Lion yeah, and the Lamb. we were we were having a good little like. My eldest was in her element, thinking it was like rock climbing festival. Yeah. So she has absolutely no no concept of the danger of a mountain, just straight up. Yeah. No, uh, I really liked it, but yeah, Yubara was probably our most precarious route the the great gate is not the way forward with children you have to cross the screw so it wasn't no it's an ongoing joke now for us that my husband doesn't plan any more mountain routes well when when i did that because we for, when i got married we decided we'd not have wainwright's names as our table names for our wedding um and we needed two more, so we both picked one each. I chose Halvelin, and then my wife, who's not really into it, she just looked at the name and she was like, oh, you Barrow seems quite nice. Now, I knew that the side near Wasdale was really, that was like full-on scrambling, so we walked up the valley thinking we'll come over the back of it. But we got there, and yeah, it's like rock climbing to get up there. But when we got there, someone was coming down, and this woman was in tears. And I'm just there, like, going, oh, no, she's going to back out of it but she did it she didn't like it and she'll said she'll never ever go up that mountain ever again so i think when you get to the summit you can go down a grass path which most people sort of zigzag and we sort of overlooked that and went straight over and were passing children down between rocks basically it wasn't a great idea so so you were coming down the the face that's that's looking towards the the lake no we went up the lakeside. Okay. 
so where the National Trust car park is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You went up that we, one. We went up there, yeah. um, straight up, and then we sat at the top. And then instead of at the summit coming down the grass track like everyone else was, we thought we'd make our own path through the rock face, which is facing towards the gable, I want to say. So it was facing like that way as you look at it. I think, the, I think we went up and down the opposite ways. I think, yeah. you, I think, I think you probably went up, went down, down the way I went up and then vice versa. Yeah, it was only one of the very few times I've generally thought, yeah, we've we've made some poor choices here as parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was all fine. And then we we just uh, we were camping, so we just cycled back to the campsite. We were staying at Nether Wasdale, so it wasn't yeah. too far. Nice to do it all without a car. Yeah. <laughs> it was lovely. And Wasdale Wasdale Lake is just beautiful. It's such a peaceful place to be. Yeah, it's stunning, isn't it? I'm very jealous of people that have it on their doorsteps. Likewise, likewise. <laughs> um, Dan, how are we doing time-wise, mate? I don't know what you've you... got. I think uh, there's 15 minutes left on that. Okay. Um, well, we did have some questions that some people uh, responded to. Are you okay if we yeah, go sure. through them? Yeah, If um, I can, I will. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, so the first one, um, sort of, we've kind of covered these, I think. Um, how long have you been a runner for? So as an adult, since about 2014, so um, that's when I, I suffered. So I was really stressed um, and going through a bit of a rough time and ended up having a small uh, vascular microbleed on my brain, so a very small brain hemorrhage, which um, was just due to stress uh, and it was enough to sort of spark back in me a, a desire to want to just be fitter and healthier. So um, four years ago, but I had my last child in 2018. I've tried to keep active during my pregnancy, but within reason, only what was comfortable. Um, but that's probably as an adult. And then throughout my childhood, it was a big, it was a big deal for us as, uh, as teenagers. And then it's, it, it, it's always been there, but running probably about four years ago. Um, then the next one is, um, do you experience any walls? Um, I'm reading that as in like any sort of, you know, roadblocks in your training, you know, dips, anything like that. That's how I'm reading that. Uh, yeah. So in two senses, uh, when I'm out on a long run, I, I do experience like the, the dreaded wall as, as runners get where I've, I've just literally had enough of running. Everything hurts and it's cold. <laughs> and that is, uh, that's the times that I don't look forward to, but I know that will make me stronger in the future. I have to just keep put one foot in front of the other. I slow my pace down. And I, I'm not against just stopping and just having a quick shake off, taking on some water, resetting my mindset and going again. Uh, in regards to training, I do hit some blocks where I think I just don't. Mile reps. I, I don't. Uh, if anyone actually enjoys mile reps, and I'm really sorry, but it is the most horrific training session to me to do mile reps. It's awful. It's such a bad distance to try and run as fast as you can multiple times. There are days I look at it and I write my own plan, so it's not like I've got anyone else to blame. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and there are days I think I just don't want to get out there. But 
I, I generally do think to myself how lucky I am to have that opportunity to go out there and actually run, uh, have the support of my family, have safe routes that means I can run at any time of the day. So I try not to let those walls overwhelm me, but I'm only human. There are other days where, fine, I'll go grab a beer and we'll sit and watch a film and the training can wait. And I think it's really important to, to respect both the need to kick yourself out the door and the need to step back and go, you know what, tomorrow I'll enjoy it more if I take today off. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, and the last one we've got is, um, do you have a set training routine? And if yes, is it one you planned yourself? <laughs> yeah, um, so. so. Yeah, it is one I plan myself. So I do um, easy runs on a Monday. Um, I do a session on a Tuesday. Uh, I don't run on a Wednesday. I tend to either get on my bike and swift with the other members of Team Huxon or I take the day to stretch and just chill. Um, Thursday tends to be easy miles and Friday is a medium sort of length run or 60 minutes easy or hill reps. And then Saturday is my long run day and I don't run Sunday because it's, it's family balance. One day that we can just do whatever. Yeah, I find some days a really, really tough day to try and motivate yourself. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, I'm the same. I don't normally do any sort of exercise on on the Sunday. Um, no. So it, uh, this week, I I didn't want to go out yesterday, but I did. But I was like, it's just going to be very run walk, run walk, just to get some miles in. Yeah, but I do find writing my own training plans, and again, it's no disrespect to anyone who has a coach helps me get the flexibility into my schedule that I need so I can write it in around my family life instead of trying to get the family to fit around the, the running schedule, which really helps helps keep it all level. It's not more running than family. It's not more, there's no mum guilt associated with it. <laughs> I know that that's my time and I've scheduled it around, you know, doing whatever else is on the calendar, so to speak. Yeah. And also, I think the example you must be setting for, for your children is, is brilliant, you know, with the dedication to, you know, not only go out and do it, but to learn what you've, what you've done to be able to write down your own plan and nutrition. You know, yeah. you know that's, that, that's such a good example to set up, I personally think. Yeah, so when I did my solo ultra, um, where I did the six five-mile laps, um, my first lap was with my eldest daughter. She was on her bike. Um, and she really wanted to do that, either the first or the last lap with me. She was really keen to help out and um, and say that she she did some of it with me. Um, so it, it does show. Um, and I, I love that we were saying about like, before, I love them volunteering to do these sort of things and to want to be active. It's not something I put on them to do. It's what they want to do. And it's a really it's it's worth more than any medal or any t-shirt it's a real big thing to know that I'm setting that positive mindset for them but my eldest is nearly 10 and she sees the difference in in a bad day and then you go for a run and you come back it's she knows it's not all about being the fastest or going for the furthest it's it is about getting out there and doing something that makes you feel like yeah you know what I've, I've got this today so it, I think that's an important message that I want to definitely give to my children. There are other times that they're just generally embarrassed by the fact that I run past the house because my Garmin says like 
<laughs> and uh, my daughter's like can you not just give up I'm like no yeah. no no one can give up it's too much <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, on the on the estate where I live it's there's it's, it's basically like a big loop yeah so yeah if I come back and I'm like let's say like 9.7 I'll be doing I'll, I, I call them twat laps right? yeah. I'll, just, I'll just do lap, laps around the, the estate and like right 10 good thank you it's, uh, it reaches the point where I can look at my watch as I come into like where we live, our little estate, and know which route I need to take back to my house to make up what I need. Yeah. It's a really sad point in my life that I can tell from so-and-so's house, oh, well, that's 0.7 from my door, so I need to make up 0.3. So if I go around here, it, it's, it's what I've become. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm okay with it now. <laughs> it's like a runner's OCD or something, isn't it? Um, I'm sure it is. But then equally, I can leave it. So if, if I've written on my plan 60 minutes and then it's like 6.67 miles or something, mm. I'm like, yeah, I did 60 minutes. It's okay. It's kind of like that thing at the petrol pump where you either go for money or fuel, like litres. Yeah. No one, I mean, it's very rare you get the holy grail of both matching. <laughs> oh, no, but no, no, when you do, that's a picture then, isn't it? Oh, share with celebrate. You might as well get it framed. Put yeah. It next to your <laughs> school picture. Yeah. yeah. One today. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, it's it, they've got it to a tier. I think is it Runners World that always put up the little uh, jokey sort of captions on Instagram where it's like, uh, "Oh, Daddy, why is Mummy running past the house? Because she's misplanned her run and has to make up the extra mile." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's, it's a joke I have with um, uh, a friend of mine, Joe. She she'll happily get to her house and stop, and it it drives me insane. And I swear now she does it just to bother me. Um, <laughs> But I was like, no, if we go for a run together, or as we call it, like a work meeting, um, I will stop at her house. But she knows that I'll make up what I need to make up to round it up. And uh, yeah. she, she just laughs at me. Okay. <laughs> there's, no, there's no training benefit to it. It's just, it looks nicer on my stats. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, um, so, I mean, we've got four questions that we want to try and ask ask every guest that comes on. Um, so the first one is, um, you know, what sort of, what what uh, what brand of running gear, you know, is is, is your favourite? Do you have a you know a, a go to brand that you'd always go to? Um, not necessarily. There are certain brands that I won't. Um, I won't. So there are certain brands that I will have for particular items. So trail shoes, uh, I will go to Solomon. Solomon, oh, rubbish at pronouncing things. Solomon, yeah, yeah. Um, just because establish, uh, they're, they're just untouchable and that sort of criteria for like fell running and everything else that specialise in. For most kit, though, I'm pretty flexible. As long as it works, it just has to do what it says on the tin. I just mm. I can't stand if you get some uh I, I appreciate you guys are blokes but you, you're gonna have to i can't stand having shorts that don't stay up or roll up at the legs um, uh, and and need things to fit the way they say they're going to fit because i just that's what i go for over a brand i would happily go for something that just fits the way it's meant to yeah no no i, I, I fully get that um if you if you were going to if you're going to be stuck on a desert island and you can run on this desert island what one bit of uh, workout equipment would you take with you 
my watch my garmin yeah <laughs> Yeah. Only because it cheats and it plays music as well, so I, I could still uh, have my sound. Yeah, okay, so you, um, see, you can still yeah. listen. Yeah, I can still play music, but um, yeah, my watch. Cool. Uh, well, that actually leads on to the third question. Um, what do you listen to when you run? Oh, it varies um, from podcasts to audiobooks. Um, to uh, I have two playlists, one's like uh, for faster runs and one's just nice music for running around to. But for longer runs, it'll be a podcast or an audiobook. Um, mm. For at least the first hour, I find that I can't listen to music for more than an hour or so before I get annoyed. And I'm just literally playing like the intro game. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, a mixture. But mm, anything under an hour would be music. Anything over an hour is a combination of podcast, audiobook, and music. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, what one bit of advice would you give to a new runner? Uh, do your own thing and don't ever compare it to anyone else's running journey. Distance, miles, pace, reps, anything. Just be proud of yourself for getting out the door because I think that's the hardest step for any runner, whether you're an elite or an amateur. Getting dressed and getting out the door is the worst part. Yeah, fully agree with that. Um, um, have you got any other questions, Dan? No, I think that's that's all our questions, isn't it? Yeah. Any anything you want to ask ask us, Daisy? Sorry, we've we've been asking yeah. you loads of questions. Anything? I I did have one question geared up for you guys, and okay. um, I wanted to know what was the motivation or inspiration for you starting your Wild Runners movement. What, what what sparked it? I know you're both keen athletes and I don't deny it. I just wondered what, what made you go for it? Uh, I think I think you better answer that one, Dan. Uh, yeah, kind of like I, I set it up with Sven, um, who does all our websites and everything. He does all our stuff. Uh, we're still trying to get him to go out for a run. Uh, we're working quite hard on that, but he's, you know, we will get him out there. Um, we started off a few years ago with Mud Brothers, um, which was in the obstacle racing. And we found, you know, we was just like laughy, jokey type of stuff. Um, and then with the lockdowns, I kind of felt we had no races, we had nothing going on. And I was thought, you know, I, I, I love to go out and I, I find like seeing people out motivates me. Um, so that's then... Um, I've always kind of like had this vision of setting up a community, but it was just finding the time. So with the lockdown and I thought now's the perfect time. If I don't do it now, I won't do it. Um, so then I've got Sven involved and then we've got Colin on um, for the last few months. Um, and yeah, and Colin's like the one who said about doing the podcasts and to be honest, I've done it for fun and now it's turned into such a good community that you know I don't regret nothing about it I mean it is hard work at times spend a lot of evenings on social media um because it's not like you didn't have enough on at the minute no, I mean, <laughs> no so it's like just get home help Mandy with the baby um and yeah I mean I, I feel sorry for Mandy because she's you know she's got the baby all day and I come home take him off her for a few hours and then like we get times like now which is still she's still got the baby so she gets no break 
Um, but it's just it's just finding that balance, and she's starting to get more involved in it, which is good. Um, and she's going to want to start to do some like live videos and workouts. Um, so it's really good that she's starting to get involved as well. Oh, that's brilliant. But, yeah. So it's just you know it's just seeing people that don't normally go out running, and then you've got like people like even like yourself, you you motivate people to go out um, to get off that off that sofa and I think like for you seeing you out with your buggy and that I think that inspires <laughs> a lot of people oh, because that's... because a lot of people would say oh no I can't go out with the baby at home whereas there's you out there with the baby in the buggy so yeah. you like living proof that you know that's just an excuse you can you can still go and do these things yeah uh, it just yeah I I think for me I, I really love the community you set up it made uh social media friends I mean I'll, I'll, I'll call them friends because I've, I've just I've just found so many people to connect with and and more just to give you guys a bit of feedback that it's it's a lovely safe place the from the Strava group to the social media pages where people really do ask and support each other and I think especially over the past 12 months that's that's been really crucial I've not necessarily reflected on how much I've really appreciated that and not necessarily thought of all the background that goes into it so I appreciate it so thank you very much I think Colin's starting to regret coming on board now <laughs> the amount of time he's spending on Instagram and stuff uh, that's all right yeah I'm working my notice mate so I'm okay at the moment <laughs> oh no it's um and then by other question I wanted to ask you guys was if you have a favorite running distance and a distance that you would say absolutely no way to. So the best and worst distances you could think of racing. Go on, Colin, you go first on this one. Um, so trail, I'll probably go half marathon. Um, obstacle course, 10K. Um, the worst it would probably be an obstacle course 5k just because <laughs> you've got to go flat out and you can't mess up I mean, yeah <laughs> so. how many obstacles would there be on a 5k like roughly i've never done an obstacle race but they look horrific uh, varies you're probably looking well about 20 you reckon about 20 yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so t it, it depends where you go some people will class just jumping over a log as an obstacle like so it is where they're like you know 20 proper obstacles where you've either got to, you know do a swim or go on some monkey bars like that's where it, it, it hurts man because you're going you know and i'm like oh, you know i don't know about you Dan. i'm nowhere near fast enough to, to be elites or anything like that no. but you know you still go go out as fast as you can and yeah it, it hurts yeah see i'm i personally i eight 5Ks, like I I can quite happily go out and run half marathons. I, it's just, I think, you, you know, by the time I've got changed, put my trainers on, I don't see the point in a 5K, but that's just, I've always been really good at long distances. So I don't know, I think half marathon, similar to calling half marathon, probably my go-to. Um, I'd probably say 10K is my, like, probably if I was to be competitive that's probably the one I could probably go for like obstacle racing and stuff but I did 
I did the ultra in Scotland, Spartan race, which was 33 miles. And I think that probably pushed me the hardest I've ever been pushed. But I'd like to go a little, I'd, I'd like to do more than that, but I just, I haven't, my issue is I haven't found that thing that's like stopped me. I haven't been able to finish. Yeah. So I just need to push a little bit further, I think. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a sign of, of, a, of anyone who, who I think runs, you're always looking for that. What will beat you? What will what yeah. will actually get you down? So yeah. we had it here first. So was it 33 miles you said you did? And yeah, I mean, so I, any I, further? Well, yeah. <laughs> You've set yourself up now. <laughs> I've always said I'd like to do an Ironman. That's, oh, wow. that's been my goal, but I, I can't swim. I mean, yeah. I'd like to think I could sit on a bike for that amount of time, but I, it's that swim section I know I'd It'd be the uh, transitions, I think, that were. I'd, I'd trip over my own like running shoes, <laughs> so it's not it's not something I could do. But yeah, I, a lot of people um, that are on the Huxon team with with me do the Ironmans, and they're just absolutely superior. The the amount of hours that goes into the training for that is far more than any ultra. So I think that'd be an awesome challenge. Yeah, like I said, it is a thing, though, isn't it? It's getting that training in with work and stuff like that. Yeah. And family life, it's it's just one of them things. Think it's just not going to happen for for a few years, anyway. No, but for someone that's got older children, it gets easier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it gets easy, but it gets easier. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't have any other questions for you guys. Other than thanks for having me and. No, it's been the, nice to, no, to see been, the. It's been great. No, thank you for coming. Where can, um, if people don't follow you, where can they, you know, what's, you know, what's your like Instagram handle? And, and what uh, so I, I only have Instagram and it's just running.daisy with an underscore at the end. And um, it's just a really honest account of, of how I feel, how my runs go. And if it helps inspire some people, that that's amazing. But I, it was just there to hold myself accountable for, for getting out there. Whereas now it's it's more like a journal where I just sort of take a picture and waffle on about what I've done and how well it went. <laughs> cool. Um, right, well, um, yeah, I'm good. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yep, thank you, guys.